0: Hello everyone, I'm Donovan Stoll, and this is Easy Money with Don Anders. We thank you for tuning in again this week to our podcast. We first off like to say thank you to those who are returning from last week. We really appreciate you all listening in with us, and we want to extend a warm welcome to our new listeners out there. We hope that you find this information um, beneficial to you, and we do hope that uh, you're able to share it with others as well. So last week, we discussed the five needs of money. And if we touch on those five needs again, they were income, liquidity, death benefit, safety, and growth. So over the next couple weeks, we're actually going to take each one of those one at a time into individual podcasts. So this week, we're going to start with income. We know everyone needs income, but Don actually discusses what we need leading up to our retirement and the different types of income that we'll need uh, during our retirement phase. So we do ask that you uh, sit back and enjoy, and we uh, let Don
1: take it from here. So the first one of the five needs of money is income. And the reason I always start with income is because honestly, it's the most important income is everything. If you're saving money for retirement and you get there and you don't have enough income, then everything else is out the window who cares about growth. If right now you can't pay your bills or you won't be able to pay your bills. So once income is met, Then we move on to the other four of the five needs. Not even really move on. Uh, Then we can consider all of it. Really, the five needs is what to do after your income is covered. Now, that's lifetime income. Uh, And that's what most people think about in retirement. They think about pensions. They think about annuities. They think about Social Security. But there's different types of income. Uh, So let's go into that. So let's say you're retiring. We work with a lot of firefighters and police officers, and they can retire in their early 50s, sometimes even late 40s. And they need to have a certain amount of income to get them to age 62 so they can start collecting Social Security. And that temporary form of income, that's called a gap income account. And there's different... You know, there's different times you might need that account. So if you need income to get you to Medicare, because as we all know, health insurance is very expensive. So you might just need income to get you to 65 when you can go on Medicare. Or maybe you have five to 10 years left to pay off your house. And you just need income for those five to 10 years, that's a gap income account. Another type of gap income account might be a car. Um, maybe you have children in college. Hopefully, they won't be in college the rest of your life. So, that would be a gap income account. And that's something to take into consideration because not all bills are permanent, right? Not all, uh, you're not always gonna have. The same income needs. So when you're doing an income analysis to see if your income is covered, make sure you're not factoring in all of your current bills as permanent bills, if that makes sense. So that's one type of income is gap income. We talked about permanent income, uh, and that's your social securities, your annuities, uh, your pensions. But sometimes you just want as much lifetime income as you can get. And so you might want to look at buying an additional annuity or or something with a, an income rider uh, or even some type of dividend-paying stock. Now, dividend-paying stocks, interest rates, those types of things, they're not necessarily guaranteed lifetime income. They're flexible lifetime income. So if you're basing your income based on, let's use CDs. If you're basing your, your lifetime income based on CD rates, well, you're pretty disappointed right now. The average one-year CD last year was 0.27%. That's not very much income. That's not even keeping up with inflation. But if you retired in the 80s, you were getting in the 13, 14, 15% range. So, if you're basing your income on things that can change, like interest rates, bonds, stock dividends, rental income, that's all flexible lifetime income. Now, if the income isn't necessary, if you're just taking it out to have some extra income to go on some trips to enjoy your life, then it's okay to have flexible income, right? Because you don't need it. But if you need it to pay your bills, you don't want to use flexible income because, like the CDs, they can go down. Um, You know, Japan's had 0% interest rates. I don't see us getting there anytime soon. But if we did, that's something that we'd have to take into consideration. So that's flexible income. Now another type of income that has become very popular and on a lot of people's radars is long-term care. Approximately sixty percent of people will need some type of long-term care, so you want to make sure that that's factored in. But long-term care policies are becoming more and more expensive, and most of them you might get in at a certain rate, but they reserve the right to to raise the rates down down the road. So long term care is important if it's something you're worried about the younger you are the better to purchase policy but you also want to make sure that you're not insurance poor right you want to make sure that you're not paying so much for that future income that you don't have enough income now to live on so that's kind of a balance that you have to do and you have to make sure you take into consideration if you're in your 30s or 40s and Uh, you can, I would recommend looking into one of those policies because it's going to be a lot cheaper than waiting until your 60s when most people realize, oh, wow, I might need this. Uh, And at that point, the policies are extremely expensive. Another type of income if you have qualified money, meaning any type of retirement money, is required minimum distributions. And required minimum distributions are the type of income. It's the only kind of forced income out there Um, besides, you know, Social Security. It's not necessarily forced, but if you don't take it at 70, you don't have any other benefits. So uh, it's the only type of forced income. And if you have qualified retirement money, the United States government makes you start taking out distributions, out income, At age 70 and a half, the year that you turn 70 and a half. So if you turn 70 and a half in January, you have until the end of the year and actually the first year they give you a three month leeway. So you have until the following April to take out those distributions. And then every year after that, you have to take out distributions. So at the time of me recording this, the first years when you turn seventy and a half, it's around three point six five percent is how much you have to take out, and then every year it increases. So, basically, the IRS has said, "Okay, you've had this tax qualified money that you haven't paid any taxes on. Now it's time for us to start getting our piece." So, and you have to do it. If you neglect to to take out the uh, the required minimum distributions, the tax penalty is. 50%, percent five zero percent of what you do not take out. So make sure you take them out. You have to. And then at that point, if you don't want it, you can always reinvest it. But I usually tell my clients to: it's time to start enjoying some of this money. That's why the IRS is, you know, if the IRS is making you take it out uh, because you're 70 and a half, maybe it's time that you actually start utilizing it because you're paying taxes on it now or later anyways then it's going to be taxable anyways. So maybe it's time to think about doing something different with it, uh, using it, spending time with your family, those types of things. So that's a type of income. It's a forced income. You're going to have to take it one way or the other anyways. So those are some of the different types of incomes uh, that are out there, the more common types. And if you're doing your five needs analysis, if you're looking at what are my needs in retirement, for retirement, Income has to come first, and then once the income analysis is met, whether that's, whether that's uh, temporary income, whether that's lifetime income, flexible, whatever it is, once that is met, then we can move on and assess what you'd like for the rest of your, your retirement savings. Thank you again for
0: listening to Easy Money with Don Anders today. We do hope that you enjoyed our show. Please tune in next week as we go over the second part to the Five Needs of Money Death Benefit. If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at www.andersfinancialgroup.com where you can view our financial blog, videos, and more. To stay up to date, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube by searching for Anders and Anders Financial Group. Don Anders is an investment advisor representatives and insurance professional. Anders and Anders Financial Group Incorporated is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create financial strategies using a variety of investment and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agencies. Securities and advisory services offered through Madison Avenue Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and a registered investment advisor. Madison Avenue Securities and Anders & Anders Financial Group are not affiliated companies.